Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nerds and geeks, hold on to your seats because it's about to go down. <laughs> Welcome to Nerdorama, the voice of the nerd nation. I'm Mo Kelly. He's Tawala Sharp. And together we bring you your daily dose of nerd news, analysis, and conversations with the best and brightest of the nerdverse. On today's all-new nerdtastically newsworthy edition of Nerdorama, it's Tuesday. Time to get into some comic-centric news with Batman being the first inductee into the Comic-Con Hall of Fame. A new Star Wars novel exploring the past of Asajj Ventress. And Bitterroot's comics is getting the film treatment thanks to Legendary Pictures. Plus, I've got your list. It's New Comics Wednesday, but on a Tuesday. And we've got another fantastic edition of The Bi-Pile with Hannibal Taboo. But now, the news. Up first in the news, DC's Detective Comics received a brand new logo. After the debut of last week's Detective Comics 1000, DC Comics took it a step further by unveiling a brand new logo. In the official press release from DC, Batman and Detective Comics has had a long history, 80 years to be exact, and has had more than a dozen different logos over the decades. The current logo, which has been the trade dress for Detective Comics since 2003, made its final appearance this past Wednesday when Detective Comics 1000 hit the shelves. Hashtag long live the bat. To me, the new logo is kind of reminiscent of the classic Adam West Batman. It gives me a real Batman kind of vibe. I don't know. You let us know what you think. Hit us up at Nerdorama News on Twitter, Nerdorama iHeartRadio on Facebook, or Nerdorama with Mo and Tawala on Instagram. Moving right along with some more Batman news, Batman will be the first Comic-Con Hall of Fame inductee. In this year-long celebration of Batman's 80th birthday, Batman will be the first inductee into the Comic-Con Museum's Character Hall of Fame. DC Comics co-publisher and chief creative officer Jim Lee made the announcement at WonderCon this past weekend, announcing that the ceremony will take place at the 50th annual Comic-Con International in San Diego on July 17th. It's going to be a huge fundraising event featuring appearances by some of the best and brightest DC talent. I'm talking about artists, actors, writers, everything that could fit into a utility belt will be there. Will you be? That is the question. In other and also just as important news, it has been announced that this May will mark Jetpack Comics 12th annual free comic book day festival. And sadly, it's last. Why? According to owner Ralph D. Bernardo, fewer and fewer businesses have sponsored Rochester's free comic book day in recent years. 
Many have come to realize they don't need to back the significant upfront cost to take advantage of its large crowds, putting more and more burden on Jetpack Comics. D. Bernardo goes on to say, people wouldn't believe how much we spend out of pocket to make the event happen. It's always been a loss leader for us. It was in our means to take a several thousand dollar loss on the event as kind of a goodwill thing. It's just extending to an amount that we can't afford to lose anymore. I have a staff and family to support. And the way things have gone, it's just not sustainable. But worry not, Jetpack Comics is not going out of business. My fear, however, is will more and more comic book shops follow their lead? Things that make you say... Hmm, maybe I need to get out and support my local comic book shop so they can keep events like this going? Maybe, maybe. Actually, damn straight. And dig this, a brand new audio-only Star Wars novel was just announced on StarWars.com. And what's better, this novel follows the adventures of Asajj Ventress during her dark days as an acolyte of Count Dooku. Now, details on the soon-to-be-released Star Wars Dooku Jedi Loss are not readily available, but I'm going to tell you, I, for one, typically don't get with audiobooks. This might be the very, very first audiobook that I actually purchase. And hey, before I turn it over to Hannibal Taboo and the Bi Pile, have you ever heard of the comic Bitter Root? No? Yeah? Wait, I, I don't know, because I haven't. All I know is that Legendary Pictures has just acquired the rights to the feature film, which in this story from Deadline says it's a horror action series from Image Comics that centers on an African-American family of monster hunters in New York in the 1920s? Right? Is your mind blown? Like, check it out. In the breakdown for Bitter Root, it's a story that's set in 1924 against the vibrant backdrop of the Harlem Renaissance, where a family of once great monster hunters is the only line of defense that can protect New York City from an unimaginable evil that is approaching, an invasion of hideous monsters that were once human beings before they were transmorgified by a supernatural force feeding off prejudice, spite, and bigotry. Damn, like this sounds amazing. Like, why have I never heard of this? I am running to the comic book store to go and get a copy of Bitter Root first thing in the morning. Right about now, though, I'm going to hand it over to my brother from another mother, Hannibal Taboo, with a brand new edition of The Bi Pile. Hello, my name is Hannibal Taboo, and welcome to the Bi Pile, the online comic review column that can't feel its face when it's with you, and it loves it. We are going to be reviewing comics today, and I am the winner of the 2012 Top Cow Talent Hunt, winner of the 2018-2019 Cultural Trailblazer Award from the City of Los Angeles, Department of Cultural Affairs, and as always, I'm very, very happy to be here with my good friends Mo and Tuala. Let's get into it. There are four sections of the Bi Pile. The first is the purchases, which are rating buy. The only book that made that far this week was Star Wars Dr. Afra number 30. 
And normally, a book with a plot this thin might hope to aspire to an honorable mention, which is our second section, especially given the speedy disposition of one antagonist that I really thought was going to be something. But there are multiple mic drop revelations pushing characters so far their comfort zones that this earned a ride home. The script by Simon Spurrier twists and tangles the two morally challenged leads, while the visuals from Emilio Lysso, Rochelle Rosenberg, and Joe Caramagna made even a droid's unchanged visage experience speechlessness and ennui. And that's not easy to pull off. This issue goes really deep. It's like the abyss looking right back into you. So I made it be a jump from the read pile and get the rating of bye. The second section of our reviews are called Honorable Mentions. These are books that were good, but not good enough to exactly deserve your money. Silencer number 15 dips back into the more shallow storytelling waters with an issue-long operation inside of a cipher of uh, trying to clean up some old business. And frankly, I thought it lacked gravity. It brought along some character that Silencer had been dealing with before, but we've never seen. And the idea that this amazing assassin was faking fealty inside of a ruthless criminal organization that had some legs, this kind of orphan black spin on it, that really didn't. And that was a shame for such a good-looking book. Ironheart number four was so close to getting a ride home due to the flawless characterization of his title character. Eve Ewing really knows how to do that voice. There's perfect acting in every moment, but the plot stayed a little too close to home, literally, and the chatty antagonist had merely adequate monologue game. If somebody's going to come in monologue and you want them to really kind of Red Reddington to you, but it didn't really cut it there. This is gorgeous, engaging stuff that was a hair close from getting it done. Glow, number one, is very similar in tone to the show, except, of course, without the cursing or the nudity. If you're looking for the characters that you know, you'll definitely find them, from Annie's perkiness to Cherry's can-do attitude. There's one element that kind of diminishes the specialness of this group and switches it to a more of a bad news barrack kind of vibe. That almost works, but mm. if you love the show, you'll likely love this book and want to grab a copy. Transformers number two was an incremental improvement over its decent predecessor, finally learning a little bit of why Megatron is leading a dissent against the Autobot rule. There's a glimpse into the factionism splintering the society and a look at the wonders of engineering beyond anything short of a Type 2 on the Kardashev scale. The plot, however, is S-L-O-W, and there's a mystery that threatens the relative tranquility that's either coming from nowhere or, in essence, kind of proves Megatron's point. This is very thoughtful, it's well depicted, but ironically, it has yet to either transform or roll out. The third section of our reviews are what we call the meh pile. These are books that, well, they happen. They weren't great, but they weren't super terrible. And the first one there that we look at is Dial H for Hero number one, which frankly is baffling. It definitely has a certain enthusiasm to it, no doubt, but its protagonist is largely a cipher, there's no real clear antagonist, unless you count small-town boredom. And the framing device is super tangential. The way that J.K. Rowling is going on Twitter and revealing all kind of backstory stuff that we never knew and somewhat didn't care about, this feels like stuff you'd reveal happened before the actual story if somebody asked you years later over drinks. Maybe. Next up on the meh pile is Superior Spider-Man, number four, which had some great life lessons for the former supervillain involving legitimate empathy, reference checks, and even kilbasa. Yes, kilbasa. I like saying kilbasa. The book, however, is a bit predictable and not very dynamic. It emotionally, though, feels legitimately Spider-Man-ish, so meh. The eccentric rough-hewn art for G.I. Joe Sierra Muerte number 2 would be okay if the story was more engaging. The huge cast barely has any time for character development, and the plot definitely needs urgency. 
So that's going to be in our final category, which is no, just no. Peter Cannon Thunderbolt uh, makes a number of truly fatal errors, riffing off of Watchmen, Doomsday Clock, and an, a number of other ideas in the same vein, sounding like the time Britney Spears did a cover of Bobby Brown's My Prerogative. Don't go look for that. It's terrible. The ending of this issue was even more metatextual, and that's an even bigger mistake. This is going badly in a much more expeditious fashion than ever before, so absolutely new. Two books that were really terrible dragged this week into the loss column, even though Dr. Afford tried her best to pull it through. So that's what we have, and that's what really happened. Coming up in the books for this week, which are coming out April 4th, um, I see Fathom Volume 7, Number 8 from Aspen Comics is coming out, closing out that storyline. Deathstroke 42 from DC Comics is Obey Me Number 1 from Dynamite Entertainment. We also have, from Image Comics, they've got Section Zero, number one, Vindication, number three, from M.D. Marie, one of the very few black women writing comics right now. I can't believe they're still doing that Avengers No Road Home story. It's really got to stop. But in the meantime, uh, you can find my work, which is free web comics, every Wednesday from the Operative Network at 9.30 a.m., uh, that's called Wildfire Wednesdays for the story Project Wildfire, The Once and Future King. You'll this week see WonderCon video from the panels that I did. And you can, of course, find this column, The Bipal, on Comic Book Resources every Thursday from about 11.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Finally, you can buy Time Core number 12, which is the book that I just put out with Wonderman Comics, at bit.ly slash timecore. That's like Marine Corps, not like Apple Corps. And again, I'm very, very happy to be with you. My name is Hannibal Taboo. I'm going to toss it back to Mo and Tawala in the studio. Be safe. A million thanks as always for bringing us into the know on everything we may have missed with another fantastic edition of the Bi Pile, Brother Taboo. Right about now. Time to put you all in the know as to what's hitting the shelves tomorrow. Because right about now, it's New Comics Wednesday, but on a Tuesday. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, nerd and nerdettes, geeks and geek girls, let's begin. From Action Lab Entertainment comes Powers in Action number two. From Aftershock Comics, Dead Kings number four and Oberon number three. From Ahoy Comics, Bronze Age Boogie number one. From Alterna Comics, Actual Roger number two, Blood Realm Volume two number one, Feast or Famine number three, ICYMI number three, aka in case you missed it number three, and Unit 44 number two. From American Mythology Productions, Carson of Venus, The Flames Beyond, number three. From Amigo Comics, crossover number one. From Archie Comic Publications, Betty and Veronica, number four. And Munster Size, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, number one. From Aspen Comics, look out for Fathom, volume seven, number eight. 
And from Avatar Press, be on the lookout for Cross Family Values number one. From Boom Studios comes Giant Days number 49, Jim Henson's The Storyteller Sirens number one, and Rocco's Modern Afterlife number one. From Chapter House Publishing, be on the lookout for the Die Kitty Die Heaven and Hell hardcover. And from Coffin Comics, check out Lady Death Apocalyptic Abyss number two. And from Daikaju, we get G-Fan number 123. New on the shelves from Danger Zone comes Vamp Blade Season 3, number 11. And from the good people at Dark Horse Comics comes Black Hammer 45, number 2, Disney Frozen Reunion Row, number 2, Girl in the Bay, number 3, Halo Lone Wolf, number 4, Lightstep, number 5, Tom Clancy's The Division Extremist Malice, number 3, and Witcher of Flesh and Flame, number 4. From Big Dog number one, DC Comics, we get Adventures of the Super Sons number nine, Deathstroke number 42, Female Furies number three, Green Lantern number six, Harley Quinn number 60, Justice League number 21, Suicide Squad Black Files number six, and Young Justice number four. Wait, whoa, that's a short list, man. DC was not playing around when they said they were cutting back on releases. Man, but I digress. From Dynamite Entertainment, Betty Page, The Dynamite Covers, number one. Hack Slash versus Chaos, number four. Obey Me, number one. Man, who wrote that? Ike Turner? Damn. Red Sonja, number three. And Six Million Dollar Man, number two. From Fantagraphic Books, check out Now, New Comics Anthology, number six. And from First Look Productions, check out Nib, number one. From IDW Publishing comes Amber Blake, number one, Atomic Robo and the Dawn of a New Era, number four, Danger Girl, Dangerous Visions, a 3D issue, number one, G.I. Joe, a Real American Hero, number 260, Ghostbusters, the 30th anniversary of Ghostbusters, number one, Giant Killers, number one, Impossible Incorporated, number five, Lodger, number four, Magic the Gathering, Chandra, number two, and Night Moves, number four. Hot on the shelves from Image Comics comes Curse Words, Spring Has Sprung Special number one, Die number five, Eclipse number 14, Gasolina number 17, Mirror number 10, Paper Girls number 27, Redlands number 12, Section Zero number one, Self Made number five, Vindication number three, and Walking Dead number 190. From the good people at Lion Forge comes Catalyst Prime Summit, number 14, Sally's number 9, and Stiletto, number 1. And from Big Dog, number 2, Marvel Comics, comes Age of X-Men, Prisoner X, number 2, Avengers No Road Home, number 8, Captain America, number 9, Champions, number 4, Cosmic Ghost Rider Destroys Marvel History, number 2, Deadpool, number 11, Domino Hot Shots, number 2, Immortal Hulk, number 16, Major X, number 1, Punisher, number 10, Star Wars, number 64, Uncanny X-Men, number 15, and War of the Realms, number 1. Too many different covers of War of the Realms to count. Get them all. On to non-sport update, they're delivering a copy of New Sport Update Volume 30, number 2. From Picturesque Publishing comes Cartoons Magazine, number 20. From Scout Comics comes Shadowplay, number 3. Titan Comics is giving us Robotech, number 19. And seriously, I know they made an announcement at WonderCon, but do you really think they're going to make this Robotech movie a reality? Oh, I dream. Anywho... 
from Udon Entertainment, Mega Man Master Mix number four. From Valiant Entertainment comes Divinity number one and Exo Man of War number one. And last but never ever least, from Xenoscope Entertainment, Hellchild Blood Money number one and Van Helsing Sword of Heaven number six. As always, my people, let us know where you are going, what you are getting, which comic book stores you are visiting. Hit us up at Nerdorama News on Facebook, Nerdorama iHeartRadio, or on Instagram, Nerdorama with Mo and Tawala. Wherever you go, give your folks a holla and let us know how you are supporting that which we love, this comic book industry. And on that note, I bid you peace. And most definitely, love. Hey guys, Mo Kelly here. The new daily Nerdorama podcast is featured on iHeartRadio. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast feed to get your daily dose of nerd news. Also available on iTunes, Spreaker, and all the top podcasting apps. It's free and perfect for everyone in your nerd family. Nerdorama with Mo and Tawala is produced by Tawala Sharp and was born out of the Mo Kelly Show, which airs weekends on KFI AM 640 in Los Angeles and iHeartRadio. Find Tawala at Tawala on Twitter. That's T-A-W-A-L-A and Mo Kelly at M-R-M-O-K-E-L-L-Y on Twitter. Until next time, keep it comic. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.